Welcome to the CX AI and Outsourcing Podcast, a show about the people, technology, and economics that are shaping the customer support industry. My name is John Walter, and today it is just me talking. No guest on the show, just an opportunity for me to dive deeper into some major topics that I think are important for every customer support leader and technology vendor to be aware of as we are heading into 2024. So there's a lot of attention being paid right now to the Biden administration's executive order regarding AI and also some new regulations coming out of Europe regarding the regulation of AI. And while these are important, they are not as important as regulations that are already on the books. I need to dive in to explain this because the new regulations that are coming out are mostly geared towards trying to protect against AI from taking over the world or from causing some widespread social harms that people are trying to foresee coming down the pike. But what I see happening already is state laws within the United States that aim to protect consumer privacy that were drafted at a time when artificial intelligence was not on anybody's radar. These laws are being brought to the surface by creative plaintiff's lawyers who are realizing that these laws can now be invoked in new ways to tack some major victories onto the board against big defendants. And the two that I've seen so far is, of course, out of Illinois. I've talked about it several times before. It's the Biometric Information Privacy Act. But then also there's a newer one called the California's Invasion of Privacy Act. These are two different state laws that well predate the current surge of artificial intelligence usage that are being used to implicate big companies possibly into large settlements and verdicts. So let's dive into these. And it's important because unlike new regulations, like what we see happening in the United States and Europe, where companies can have time to plan for them, these regulations that we're about to talk about, not even regulations, statutes, state statutes that we're about to discuss, they're already on the books. So the companies that are stumbling into these pitfalls, I mean, the statute of limitations in many of these cases has already been fully ripened. So so look at the BIPA out of Illinois, for example, the Biometric Information Privacy Act, which covers voice prints, which we will get into a little bit later. That has a five-year statute of limitations. And so if you are using a technology that doesn't, you know, have any reason of concern as you're buying it from the vendor, there's no, you know, red flag saying, hey, this might expose me to legal liability. If it's discovered down the road that you have been exposing your organization to liability, then it's too late. For, for, for a lot of these cases, the, the fruit is already ripe for the plaintiff's lawyer to pick. And I think we're gonna see a lot more of this going forward. So, so far, what's come to my attention is a state law out of Illinois and a state law out of California. But who knows what lies under the surface across the various patchwork of laws we have in the United States. We have 50 different states 
and 50 different state legislatures with these nuanced little state laws regarding privacy and who else knows what that may be implicated in creative ways by plaintiff's lawyers. So let's just dive into the ones we have at the surface right now. So we've talked about the Biometric Information Privacy Act out of Illinois to a large extent on this show. And so I'll, I'll provide references back to that topic in the show description, and we'll talk about it a bit after I cover what's going on in California. But first, let's draw our attention to California. So Google is a target of a class action lawsuit right now, allegedly for eavesdropping on customer support calls. In particular, the plaintiffs are alleging that Google Cloud Contact Center AI violates the California's Invasion of Privacy Act. The, I guess, is that an acronym where it's CIPA? So CIPA. So we'll say CIPA for this one. They claim that customers called a telecom company's customer support line and that the customers believed that the only participants on the call were one, the telecom company, and two, the customer. But the complaint alleges that Google was also listening without the customer's knowledge or consent. The plaintiffs allege that Google performed some basic agent assist functions, like transcription, article recommendations, and providing step-by-step -step guidance, and recommending smart replies for agents. So that's some basic functionality right there that's in the allegations. I mean, this is just some basic agent assist functions, you know, article recommendations to agents, providing step-by-step -step guidance to agents. This is happening all over the place when it comes to tech and the customer support industry. And the plaintiffs are also alleging that Google's service-specific terms allows for it to use the customer's data to train or fine-tune its AI and machine learning models without the plaintiff's knowledge or consent. So let's take a look real quick. What does the statute actually say? What does SIPA say? So section 631 subpart A imposes liability on a defendant when they read or learn the contents or meaning of any message or communication while it is in transit without the consent of all parties to the communication. So it's pretty broad, right? I mean, it's just pretty broad. And you can look at this legislation. This is a perfect example of legislation that was drafted in the past for the purpose of trying to protect consumers, protecting the general public. But did they know at the time they were writing this that, you know, years down the road, there would be AI that's capable of sitting in the background of a call? and providing some basic functions that help a customer support agent that's pretty ubiquitous today. And perhaps most consumers wouldn't even find it offensive. I don't think consumers really care. You know, they, you know, they get a notification that a call is being recorded for training and quality assurance purposes. So they know their conversation is not secretive or confidential. But looking at the plain language of the statute, it appears that you can violate this by simply not disclosing to the customer 
that there is a third party on the line. And even though that third party is simply providing some basic technical functions, that they are going to help the agent to provide higher quality service, it can be a violation of the statute, arguably. And the fact that the plaintiff was able to point to Google's specific terms of service and were able to say that Google is using this customer support data not only for the purpose of serving this customer on this call, but also to improve Google's own AI and machine learning models without the plaintiff's knowledge or consent, that is not a favorable fact for Google. That is that is kind of a, you know putting a, a little bit of a creepiness factor or even a you know, you're, you're leveraging this data that's the customer's own call to improve Google's own technology. I mean, I'm sure like a customer would not anticipate they're calling the company and, you know, they're, that they're a customer of. And then all of a sudden this third party is siphoning off that conversation to improve its own internal systems. I could see that's a little bit on the side of the spectrum where a, cu- a customer might be a little bit tiny bit uncomfortable with it, but still, is it enough to impose civil liability for each infraction? I mean, I, I, I don't personally, I don't see it. I mean, I don't, I don't see it from a moral standpoint. I don't see this as something that would justify substantial, you know, you know, penalty to the company due to uh, an egregious offense to a customer, but this is kind of the age we're in. And these are the types of pitfalls we need to watch out for. And what is the amount of penalty in this case? It's a $5,000 penalty for each violation. It's a statutory damage. So what that means is that if there's a statutory damage, then it doesn't matter how much actual harm is suffered by the consumer. It's a, it's a blanket $5,000 non-negotiable penalty each time the violation occurs. If you want a citation for this, it's SIPA section 637.2, subpart A, subpart 1. So the plaintiff is alleging that damages are owed on all customer calls, not just the ones inside of California, but even customers that are calling from outside of California. And it's because Google is headquartered in California. So we'll see how that goes. The interesting thing to note here is that the telecom company that was using Google's technology on these calls was not named as a defendant. That should be a sigh of relief to all customer support leaders at big companies because it indicates at least for this state statute, the main targets are going after are the AI companies. So the ones who really need to be, everyone needs to pay attention to this, but the ones who need to be paying the most attention to this are the the AI vendors. In this case, their only target is Google. And if you're a startup and you're building technology in this space, you're the one, especially if you're in California, apparently, because they can get all of the calls that are coming in nationwide. That's what they're aiming for, at least. You got to watch out for it. So. Again, I'm not a I'm not a California lawyer. I've, I'm not trying to be one. All I'm doing is seeing an interesting case and I want to bring it to your attention. And this is something to look at in conjunction with 
what's going on in Illinois with the Biometric Information Privacy Act. Again, it's a state law that predates the emergence of AI and customer support on this large scale that we're seeing today. AI has been used in customer support for a long time, and I've seen some use cases of AI and customer support that predates ChatGPT that does implicate or has the risk of implicating what's going on in with BIPA. But, you know, this is just something that customer support leaders need to be aware of. So just to close out this quick episode, don't just focus on what's happening with new regulations that are coming out. As these new regulations come out, you're going to have notice and opportunity to adjust your operations to avoid liability. The big thing to watch out for is what is already on the books across the 50 states. Mainly it's going to be happening with statutes that are aiming to protect consumer privacy. So there needs to be a close focus on the patchwork of consumer privacy laws across the United States. And especially when plaintiffs start filing cases that are invoking these old laws and applying them with new technology, that's what my radar is trying to pick up on. If anyone's aware of them, please send them to me. I'll share them with the network because that's really where you start to see where the plaintiff's bar is heading and where customer support leaders should just try to avoid these simple pitfalls. Anyways, thank you all for listening and I hope you all have a great week and I will see you next time.